Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. We've spoken a lot about ABM strategies and different programs and setups, but today I'd love to dive into the culture of ABM. There's the, the old adage of culture eats strategy for breakfast, and really looking forward to exploring what, what all this means with, with our guest today, Navin Ramahoan, Vice President and Segment Head Marketing at Infosys. Navin, welcome. Thank you, Alicia. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you with us. It would be fantastic, Navin, if you could kick us off with a, a little bit about who you are and uh, the role that you have at Infosys. Thank you, Alicia. And, and it's, it's a pleasure to be here and, and lovely to connect after a long time now. I've been with Infosys for about uh, 17 years now and uh, uh, all through in marketing in different parts of the organization. Started with uh, product marketing for the banking products division of Infosys. Uh, then moved on to the uh, services side of marketing and, and have handled a bunch of corporate initiatives for Infosys. Currently, I lead uh, the global uh, field marketing for Infosys, that is vertical marketing as we call it, uh, marketing for all the different different business verticals of Infosys. Uh, but outside of that, I also manage a few corporate initiatives like uh, the overall tennis sponsorship for Infosys, uh, global events for Infosys, and, and I manage a European market from a regional marketing perspective. So it's a bit of an eclectic kind of a role, but the primary role uh, is around field marketing and that's where uh, our ABM strategy actually sits. Uh, But the reason I talked about some of these other initiatives is also because it helps us to get these different experiences and different initiatives that we are doing uh, in different parts of the organization into an account and showcase uh, to our customers the different sides of Infosys and what we are doing with these different initiatives. So it helps to actually create some kind of a positive perception about uh, Infosys uh, through these accounts. So having these kind of experiences always helps. So, uh, But the core and the primary role is still uh, field marketing. Well, fantastic to have you with us. I know we've, we've worked together for a while. It would be fantastic for our audience just to hear a little bit about who Infosys are. Yeah, I think your website refers to you as a global leader in technology services and consulting. What what does that mean and, and what do Infosys do? Yeah, I think Infosys has been around for over 40 years now and uh, we manage, uh, like you rightly mentioned, uh, technology services and consulting for a, a lot of enterprises globally across different verticals, uh, whether it is banking, whether it is uh, retail, whether it is telecom, whether it's manufacturing. We, we manage uh, both front-end and back-end technology requirements for our clients. Right from actually simple things like uh, managing their entire backend operations to their cloud strategy, to their data analytics strategy, to the cybersecurity. So just about anything and, and everything related to the technology requirements of the clients uh, is something that we manage. We, we have close to about 300,000 employees globally in about 50 plus countries across the globe and growing rapidly. We were uh, the fastest growing IT services brand uh, as by Brand Finance. This came out just about a month back. So we're doing well for our clients and growing along with our clients. Yeah, 
And there's something quite unique about the emphasis culture. I, I know when you and I first met uh, four or five years ago, you told me about uh, you're, you're not a, a company that shouts loudly and you, you, you don't tend to see much advertising in, in the press or a lot of PR around emphasis. I was also interested to read your article recently, Navin, on uh, LinkedIn about this this idea of unmarketing. Can, can you talk me through the concept? No, absolutely. Uh, and I think, uh, I think that perception is changing a little bit. I think over a large part, of the Infosys journey, uh, I think we've been a very conservative brand and that was for a specific reason uh, in terms of at least a few decades back, the the decision making in most large enterprises related to technology used to happen at the CIO organization. But over the last decade, I would say that that has completely changed. The decision making has moved beyond the CIO's organization and a lot of decisions and, and the technology budgets is now residing with uh, the chief operating officer, the chief marketing officer, uh, business heads of different units and things like that. So, uh, so I think our strategy has also evolved over this period in terms of being a lot more visible than being visible only to one department within the organization. So, and as, as you would have seen that we've also evolved in our strategy to become a lot more visible and that's why you would see a lot more investment going behind brand now uh, and we're not as conservative as we used to be earlier. We are investing a lot uh, in terms of uh, partnership with tennis globally are are uh, you would have seen the latest thing that we we are the partners for uh, global innovation partner for the Madison Square Garden in New York so and and with Economist and Financial Times we have signed up uh, a recent partnership with Bloomberg a lot of things that we are doing right now is to make sure that the brand is visible with the right kind of audience but I'll come back to the question that you asked really around unmarketing and unmarketing to us is not really about not being visible, but unmarketing to us is really about embedding the way we think and the way we are as an organization into each and every client interaction. And that's really driving change as marketeers. So we don't want to be, we actually want to be very, very authentic about who we are to uh, our clients. And, and for us, we feel that uh, marketing should not try too hard. Yeah, marketing should... Uh, should be so effortless and so natural that it should not seem like marketing itself. And that's really the concept around unmarketing, which we have tried out for our ABM strategy. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So many programs and marketing leaders that I talk to will often say, can we, can we drop the word marketing from, from account-based marketing? So actually, in many ways, this is about culture change. It's about organization alignment. It's about thinking differently about our customers. What sort of um, strategies have you adopted in, in unmarketing? You've talked about embedding more authenticity in every interaction, not having this as almost too stage managed or feeling forced as, as a marketing campaign. Are you able to, to share an example of how you're applying this unmarketing approach to to your accounts? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so one of the things uh, that we're doing, uh, Alicia, is that anybody who joins, uh, and I'll give you a bit about the structure of how we have really put down our uh, ABM approach. Uh, so like I'd mentioned earlier, it's primarily our ABM sits within the industry marketing portfolio. So every industry uh, we have about two or three people who are dedicated to ABM for that specific industry. We have close to about 25 odd accounts, uh, which are strategic one-on-one -on -one ABM accounts that we have and about 35 plus accounts, which are really looking at ABM light and which is something which we have just started. We were primarily focused on one-to-one -one ABM uh, as an approach and our strong philosophy was that we need to go deep and wide within every account. And for that, 
a one-to-one approach of ABM is important and no and the focus should be one ABMer uh, to be focusing on a maximum of two accounts because that's when you can really go deep and really have the right kind of understanding. The second reason of why we actually put down the ABM structure within industry was we wanted to make sure that the the account-based person is not a generic marketer but has a deep understanding of the domain and has close connections with the sales and the account community within within that industry itself. So having regular knowledge and having the uh, interaction with clients and, and uh, account people within that industry was important for us. So we didn't want to put that team to be outside of that industry. They had to live and breathe that industry insights every day in and out. So that was one of the second reasons why we put. And as we progressed on this journey, uh, we also realized that there is some benefit of actually creating a structure of uh, an ABM center of excellence outside because there was a lot of learnings that we could actually move from one account to another account in a different industry and there was a lot of alignment that we were uh, able to see. So how do we look at some of the good benchmarks from one industry and we could actually position the same in another industry and that's why we created about a year back, we actually created a center of excellence and that had five key pillars within the within the center of excellence itself. One was around strategy and planning. So this uh, center of excellence team really helped define how do you select an account what are the best practices of selecting an account and looking at uh, account inside framework working with partners who can help us in that area so that was one pillar the second was really around research and intelligence whether it was research into the account or whether it was researching into an individual uh, within the account a stakeholder mapping and things like that benchmarking and best practices from one account to another account from one industry to another industry was another thing that we did and then finally program assessment metrics and we have a very very scientific way of really uh, looking at measuring a value of an impact from an account-based marketing exercise and we call it our abm index it's a data-driven measurement thing that we have created which actually gives out a a single number of how your account is performing vis-a-vis all the marketing activities and it has three key input parameters that goes into it one is an account health assessment research that we do throughout the year for the account second is a customer value survey that gives us inputs to that and third is a brand survey that we do every year and over the years we have seen that the value of accounts uh, that are in our abm program have always scored higher uh, in the brand survey in the customer value survey and also in the account health assessment check so it is it is helping us derive a single number it's helping us give a dashboard to the management to say how this program is performing on a regular basis and and the uh, and the center of excellence actually helps us to uh, really get this uh, engine moving and that's where we are seeing this so that's the overall structure of how we really working on our uh, ABM structure and how we are really looking at our accounts. To give you an example of what are we doing from an unmarketing perspective, the first thing that we really tell everyone who joins the accounts is look at ABM in terms of people and not accounts. So it's really important for us to uh, make sure that we are shifting the ABM from accounts to people, uh, which is reinforcing the values as much as you're reinforcing the perception uh, in the account. So one of the things that we do is to make sure that we Everyone who joins the uh, ABM team understands the account and understands the industry very much. So there is a training program that we do and there is a certification that uh, we have. The ABM Center of Excellence actually uh, does that entire thing. And then it's really about 
very very closely working with uh, the the account teams the sales teams to really make sure that you are driving the uh, the business forward uh, in a way that you're not doing in a marketing initiative within the account but you're really working towards a business outcome within that account so we take the ownership of the business outcome that that's happening within the accounts so that's really probably one of the ways in which we are trying to differentiate in terms of uh, what we are doing with our abm strategy I think that you, you touched on it right at the start of how do you embed ABM principles in all of field marketing uh, and in many ways um, it sounds like the approach that you're adopting across your ABM program and, and your go-to-market is th these are real customers with real people and let's um, focus on wh what the intention is for these these accounts and uh, stakeholders that are, that are, are buying and investing in, in it emphasis. What, what do you think Navin are when you look at your top marketeers what, what sort of values are they living by you know what, what are some the, the, the commonalities that you see across the t your teams that are being successful? See, I think uh, empathy is one thing that I would say is we, we make sure that that is one thing that is an important ingredient for every marketer now because I think it's important for people to understand and live what the clients are going through or live what the account people are going through. So it's important to be empathetic in terms of uh, the approach that you take uh, in any program that you suggest for the account. So I would say that that would be one thing that, that we look at people uh, in terms of the value system. The second I would say is really around being relevant. Uh, how are you relevant to the client, to your internal stakeholder is another important uh, criteria that uh, we look at. So being relevant is another important thing that we look at. The third would be around, really around learning uh, mindset, like the whole aspect about how do you make sure that people are constantly learning and developing themselves, uh, not just for tools and, and new tech stack related to thing, but also learning from other industries and other experiences that you do in your marketing. So I would say that these are three important things that we would look at from a value system perspective that every individual, uh, not just uh, in an ABM uh, marketing scenario, but any marketing scenario that they need to embed. Thanks, Davin. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's all about having empathy. You li live what clients are going through. Uh, make sure you stay relevant. Uh, don't, don't get complacent. Uh, keep keep on it and have this learning growth mindset. What else can you learn and absorb from, from other industries? I mean, I think mindset is a really interesting topic. And, and I've seen strong marketeers have, have a certain type of approach, be it a growth mindset, as you've touched on. Are you seeing that the team that performing the best uh, are working the, the strongest with both your account teams and your customers approach things in a, in a particular way? Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, and I'll talk about a few things in terms of uh, what we have noticed and probably something that we are working towards uh, to develop uh, in every professional that is working in our teams and, and uh, across the organization. So specifically on marketing, I think one is really around this whole concept of a unifier mindset and and when i talk about unifier mindset if you look at what we are trying to do what we are trying to do is how does every individual a marketing person becomes a cmo of their own industry or a cmo of the account or cmo of uh, the initiative that you're doing how are you becoming a leader for looking at both the desired perception of the organization which is the brand and also the customer's actual perception which is really the experience that you're doing so how does 
how does the CMO really bridge this entire thing or how does the CMO help in really elevating both these perception, the desired perception as well as the actual customer perception. So, so how are you really aligning all of these things which is happening in different parts of the organization? In fact, I feel marketing now has this, this uh, important uh, place in an organization where you can actually call the marketing person as the chief integration officer of an organization because you have inputs from all parts of the organization that you can really bring about the right kind of insights to drive that change forward. So in fact, if you look at the kind of programs that we're doing, we're completely aligning our programs to the business strategy uh, of the organization. So one of the things that we had done in our ABM uh, planning cycle last year was that how do we align uh, there were top three goals that the organization was going uh, after. Uh, it was one was to focus around large deal. The second was to really focus around digital revenues. And the third was around localization. And we said, how do we take these three as the key pillars, even from an ABM planning perspective and drive that thing forward? So I think as this role of the unifier mindset that uh, one has, we are always looking at ways in which we can really bring different aspects that the organization is going through into the marketing program. So I would say that one of the things that we need to look at as we grow forward is to have this unifier mindset. The second is the business partner mindset. In fact, uh, we strongly feel that uh, in any marketing, especially in ABM, you need to be working very, very closely with the sales team. You need to be working very, very closely with the customer team and also your partner ecosystem uh, thing. So it's important for you to understand the challenges and the opportunities that every stakeholder is actually going through. One of the things that we've noticed is, uh, I think there are four shifts definitely that are happening. Uh, thing. One is, Everyone is now expecting marketing uh, to move from marketing initiatives to really owning a business. And I'll give you an example of uh, one of the large accounts in, in manufacturing where the business has come back to us and said that, hey, we want you to handle the recruitment uh, uh, for this account. Uh, we are trying to hire a lot of around 300 people in a certain geography and we want marketing help to really drive a recruitment campaign and help us not just with, by doing good ads or doing some kind of a digital campaign, but actually really driving hard numbers, take a number target, drive it like a business outcome altogether. So that's one shift that we're seeing. The other shift that we're seeing is moving away from just pursuing specific opportunities to actually creating opportunities. So uh, that's the other thing. So instead of being problem solvers, becoming problem finders uh, in, in a way where uh, marketing is because we have the visibility into the account, because we have the visibility into the customer, what are the gaps that we can really figure out, come back to the account and say that, hey, why don't we do something for this specific initiative? Because that seems to be a gap. So really finding those problems uh, within the accounts. Uh, then this whole notion about uh, moving from personalization to really mass personalization. So I think that's one of the reasons why we've added these light accounts because we felt that what we could do in two accounts, if there is a cluster of account with similar behavior, can we actually do mass personalization using the tools that we have? And then this, the, and this finally this thing around uh, uh, from moving from a siloed delivery to a full cycle agility uh, across the entire account. And that's where this whole new concept of, don't call it account-based marketing, but is, can it be account-based everything? Let's do everything that is required for the account uh, to really uh, make sure that we deliver the right kind of business outcome. So the business partner mindset is really about understanding 
the entire ecosystem in a way that you are really working towards towards the business outcome that both the customer and your account teams are really going after so that's really the second kind of mindset we're looking at third i think we discussed uh, earlier the learning mindset i think the other uh, other uh, terminology that is used for marketing is chief learning officer in terms of how do you really bring in learning from the entire ecosystem uh, not just for the marketing force but also for the entire uh, organization you now have digital tools uh, with you that can give you very sharp insights so can you create a dashboard for the management which will help them uh, really understand a lot more about their customers a lot more about their industry and things like that so this whole aspect of and if you look at the infosys infosys is probably one of the organization which spends a lot of money on on learning and development we have a, a huge university in in mysore uh, campus which is considered probably the largest corporate university in the world we train close to about 15000 people at any given point in time simultaneously in terms of uh, the training infrastructure is huge and we are uh, we are moving into an era where uh, i think there will be this whole notion of humans plus gigs plus machines working together so our uh, hiring strategy has completely a uh, stage in terms of how can we really not just hire from stem graduates and from engineering colleges but how do we hire from uh, design schools from uh, liberal arts schools kind of a thing then put them into our training program and train them into into the kind of skills that we really need for our clients kind of a thing so learning mindset is another thing that we are doing uh, even in marketing we have this philosophy of how do we get somebody into an abm program give them the right kind of certif- certification that is really required to make them a better marketer which is following this principles of unmarketing that we uh, that we spoke about and finally i think the other mindset we spoke about was the empathetic mindset or being purposeful i think we are more and more realizing that uh, every organization wants to work with brands uh, uh that have some kind of mind of social purpose behind the whole thing so uh, people want to work with brands who can connect authentically who can understand the value and culture of the organization and i'll give you an example here we closed one of the largest deals of infosys about a year back this was uh, right in the middle of the pandemic actually uh and uh, the, the the president of the organization came back and said that we didn't hire or we didn't select infosys uh, because that you could provide us the right kind of technology offerings which which we knew you could uh, and which all the others could but we selected you primarily because we aligned with your culture we could be we, we could understand that we could work with you guys you had the right kind of mindset uh, culturally we were aligned we understood that the people who came into the accounts and the way you you presented your offerings there was a lot of similarity from the culture of that organization and infosys and that was one of the biggest reasons why they selected so how do we bring about our culture and showcase the way we are in every conversation with our client i think that is that is this uh, mindset that we are talking about and that's really the premise of unmarketing unmarketing is to embed the way we think and the way we are uh, as an organization in every client interaction and that if you are successful in that i think all the others will will fall into place yeah no there's a, obviously a lot of talk about purpose in in marketing i, I really like the idea that you touched on earlier navin about um being problem spotters i, I think uh, marketers are in a really unique position to be able to see see what's coming ahead Um so really appreciate you sharing um mindset values if if we shift gear and just look at um skills you talked a little bit uh, about the university and the learning and development program at, at emphasis how much of this skill set can be can be trained versus um it's already in 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 someone's psyche 
I think a lot of it can be uh, can be trained. Uh, I think now um, we hire mostly for attitude. I I don't think we hire for skills anymore because I know that uh, we can train a lot of people in the skills uh, that we really require. Uh, not just in marketing. I'm talking in general across Infosys, and we hire a lot of people every year uh, from different colleges. We have, and in marketing, I think we have now. Uh, we are now really looking at selecting talent based on attitude we're looking at people who would be able to be problem finders and not really problem solvers we are looking at people who would be able to have uh, at least in abm we're looking at people who come from people who have done different kinds of experiences we don't want people who are functional experts anymore we want people who have a more general uh, experience who are coming from different kinds of backgrounds and then we train them into what marketing would require so i would say that uh, attitude is something that we we look at a lot more strongly skills is something that we are not too worried about i think we can train people now and are there any critical skills that you prioritize when when you're building your team um, as as you're bringing new talent in into the group not so much skills like i mentioned i think it's it's more about the approach and the attitude that the individual brings into uh, into the conversation i think we would like people who are who can speak with sales who can speak with clients who can who can understand the client problems very well who can who can bring in uh, industry and domain expertise into conversation um, there was a time when we were also looking at hiring people who had technical knowledge and tech skills and understanding of tech skills kind of a thing but i think we've moved away from that now we are looking at people who can bring in a lot more of multidisciplinary exp- experience and expertise uh, into the things and that's where uh, we see uh, the success lies i think I mean, we will be equally like if a person is coming from a media background i think th- that has a very special kind of a talent which we believe would be helpful in an abm scenario because uh, a media person pitches uh, to journalists tries to convince them about your organization tries to give them stories about different parts of the organization to actually enable uh, that uh, that article to come out that is a special skill that can be very helpful even in an account scenario kind of a thing so i think we are more looking at varied skills uh, right now but not very specific skills as such Let, let's talk a little bit about emphasis as as an organization and uh, just thinking about abm as a program really thriving what what do you see as the right climate inside the business that's helping abm to, uh, uh, as an initiative to really uh, take off and given some of the success that you've seen both in accounts and at a program level I think initially one of the one of the first things that we did uh, ABM is a is a strategic program for Infosys uh, no doubt it's probably uh, the second most important uh, project uh, in uh, in uh, within marketing itself uh, which is really about driving uh, business from large accounts that we have kind of a thing so we have three four big initiatives that we drive every year we take as big bets for for marketing and uh, abm has been a big bet for the last two three years that we have started this whole program and one of the things that we did in the beginning of the, uh, starting this whole program uh, was that we wanted to make sure that the sponsorship for abm comes 
right from the top not just from the cmo of the organization but actually the ceo of the organization itself so uh, we present uh, every quarter we have a board uh, the management uh, summary is provided uh, in terms of where we are uh, in the abm journey how many new accounts have been added what has been the success uh, from the abm account so there is a sponsorship right at the management level uh, towards this program and that has helped quite a bit there is a regular review mechanism that happens the industry heads for each of these businesses have a quarterly review of how the top accounts are performing uh, and we are very very clear that if we don't get the right kind of support support from uh, some of the accounts uh, we are willing to drop that account and we have in fact dropped four or five such accounts in the last 2 uh, 3 years where we didn't get the right kind of support from the business from the account teams and the abm can only work if it's a it's a collaborative effort between the account teams and Uh, and the marketing team in fact now we are so integrated in some of these accounts that uh, in fact the account teams don't even uh, think of us as a separate team it's 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 one team kind of a thing and that's really the success so one i think you need a very very strong sponsorship from the top management second i think the head of the account needs to be a needs to be someone who understands what we are really trying to do and needs to be an equal partner in fact needs to be the key sponsor for any initiative that we are doing with the account if that kind of a climate is something that you can you can embed in 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 your organization then i think the culture of abm will will take shape very well fantastic and you mentioned dropping three or four accounts and i i know in talking with many other organizations uh, there are sometimes attitudes from stakeholders that make make a program unsuccessful um what what are some of those characteristics that, uh, or attitudes that that you've seen that haven't been helpful to 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 your abm efforts i think one of the attitudes have always been that uh, there is a uh there is a big deal coming up in this account so we need to convert this account into an account based marketing thing so that that's <laughs> that's not the way to select uh, an account uh, and uh, so we have our own own methodology in terms of why an account should be considered within this program and we make sure that uh, we go through that whole thing but then there are these softer parameters that we always look at in terms of can we work uh, well how can we work well with the business sponsor of that account can we work very well with the team within that account do they understand marketing and do they understand what we are really trying to achieve i think that alignment is very very important before we actually select even if it is a growth account it's the account with the most potential uh, kind of a thing but if you don't look at the softer parameters uh, which are there somewhere down the line we uh, realize that uh, it doesn't work very well for us as we move progress wherever we have seen success we have seen that the the business owner of the account and the teams in the account are very well aligned with marketing and and really work as a partner in really driving all of these initiatives in the program so not selecting for deals that are happening in the account would be i would say that is one of the big uh, things that we keep hearing most of the times and if you can avoid that that will be great in there can be accounts where which are good and which are really ripe for uh, account based marketing program and that can have large deals happening within the thing but don't select because there's a large deal happening just thinking of marketing talent we've talked talked a little bit about how you're building out the team and expanding the the team in terms of skill set and mindset what what's the biggest challenge that you're seeing in, in 
uh, developing a world-class marketing function? I think one of the challenges that we have seen is really around understanding of tech uh, stack. I, I think one, I have a I have a view around uh, tech stacks that we use for uh, ABM programs and in general for marketing programs. I'm a firm believer that uh, one, they are enablers for us and not really the ones that we should lead with uh, in anything. So uh, one of the things is it's important to understand the client. It's important to understand the business. And it's important to understand the vision of where you really want to go with the program first before we really suggest that, hey, let's use this tool or that tool kind of a thing. So we are actually in the pro, uh, in process of really simplifying the number of tools that we have. We have a bunch of tools that we have within the organization, but we don't utilize most of the tools. And even the tools that we utilize, we really don't know how is it really generating the right kind of value uh, in the account and for the business kind of a thing. So one of the challenges that we have with skills is how do we make sure that people understand the tools well in a way that it will give the right kind of business impact to the organization and use the tools for from keeping the business impact in mind rather than using all kinds of tools uh, into an account. So I think simplifying the tech uh, stack that we have uh, and making sure that the people understand those tech stack is one big challenge that we have because people are still not sure and teams are still not sure what is the best way to really uh, convert a given opportunity using the technology that we have and if at all what is the right way which is the right technology to use and how do i really use use it in the optimum way yeah i think you're absolutely right the martech landscape continues to shift and and can become quite overwhelming when you look at the promise of of so many tools but if if you can keep it at an enablement level rather than it becoming the, the answer to, to all of your challenges, um, that, that's got to be the way forward. And Navin, having adopted account-based marketing over the past five years, how has the team spirit changed um, looking across your, your organization? Well, I can say that I'm having a tough time uh, keeping them uh, <laughs> intact because they are being continuously hunted from outside. Uh, no, it's been an absolutely fantastic journey for the team. Uh, uh, one of the things that we have done over the last uh, one and a half years that now we have the Center of Excellence is really enabled this uh, uh, training and development culture within 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 this group. Uh, we have close to about 20 ABMers right now. We want to scale it up uh, uh, as as in when accounts get added. And like I mentioned earlier, we want to make sure that it is one person for two accounts. That should be our philosophy as we as we increase the size and and the number of accounts also uh, moving forward. But I think the, there is definitely a shift that we have seen in terms of how talent within the team is really looking at accounts i think earlier it it used to be a it used to be a place where we would get involved much later stage in any uh, in any deal cycle that was going on but now an abm team is actually involved right at the beginning uh, of the cycle uh, and the ABM teams have also evolved to a stage that they know exactly now in terms of what are the kind of uh, research and, and 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 messaging infrastructure that they need to bring in into any conversation uh, they clearly know understand their role uh, within uh, within an account and within within a conversation that is happening uh, it's the right kind of uh, spirit that uh, is there and and we are also now like i mentioned earlier uh, developing this whole spirit of uh, really 
how do we embed ourselves within the account in a way that they don't feel it as uh, different but we are a natural uh, it's it's effortless the marketing is effortless uh, uh, we are an integral part of that thing so integrating very well with the account uh, is one thing that we are trying to develop uh, in every team member that joins so going from a focus on almost deal marketing to one of uh, as you touched on earlier unifying the organization and and being that real problem spotter uh, Navin, I'd love to finish on your top piece of advice, just looking, reflecting back on, on the past 17 years and, and certainly the last five where um, you, you've really doubled down on an account-based marketing approach. What was the, the, the single biggest thing that's made a difference and really embedded this culture of unmarketing or this culture of ABM a, across the, the field marketing teams? I would say... I would say the same thing uh, that I've mentioned before, um, Alicia, that uh, I think we should not try too hard in terms of marketing. It, it needs to be uh, effortless in terms of aligning with the business. Understanding the business is the most important thing. If you understand business, if you understand your client, if you understand your key stakeholders, kind of programs that you will end up doing will will be uh, aligned to whatever is the uh, the vision for the account or the vision for the business uh, that is there so as long as you have the mindsets that we spoke about you have a unifier mindset you have a business partner mindset you have a learning mindset and you have uh, an empathetic mindset i think if you're able to do uh, at least move in the direction of these mindsets uh, I think that would be a great win for any marketer who's uh, getting into this field. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Navin. I really enjoyed the conversation, hearing more about the, the culture and some of the values that, that you're embodying and living in your team. Thank you, Alicia. It's always a pleasure. Thanks very much, Navin. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.